Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty, everybody. I'm here with my good friend, uh, Window of Drox Investment Group. Any of you out there who are interested in diversifying your investments, possibly uh, looking into real estate, Wynn is one of the best in the business. So thanks for being here, Wynn. Really appreciate you uh, taking some time to be on the show today. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. It's exciting and it's going to be a fun, fun show. It's going to be killer. Thanks Absolutely. for having me here. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. Uh, interesting story. Wynn and I met in the middle of a hurricane down in uh, Orlando. We were at a conference together as part of uh, Bill Walsh's uh, Rainmaker Summit. And uh, Wynn is part of his, what he calls his nine-figure club. And um, it, it, I really enjoyed meeting you, Wynn. We, we got to chat a little bit and told me a little bit about your story. Wynn was one of the speakers at the event. And it was just ironic that we did it in the middle of uh, Hurricane Ian. <laughs> It was. I was. People was telling me I was crazy. Why are you going towards the eye of the hurricane, not away from it? But you know what? It's destiny, right? Because of that, that's what, how I met you here, right? That's Patrick. right. <laughs> yeah, everybody told me the same thing. They thought we were, they thought we were kind of nuts to uh, to be flying toward Orlando right before the hurricane was going to hit. But hey, you know, when you got to be somewhere, you got to be somewhere. So. I'm really glad we met you. Met some really great people there at the event, and uh, it was a it was just a fantastic weekend. Even though the the palm trees were pointing sideways the whole time, right? <laughs> exactly, and things were flying. But yes, we were very right. lucky that we right. were alive. <laughs> well, I was impressed. the uh, The electricity never went out. I mean, we were with Hilton and the DoubleTree in there, and it was a they did a great job keeping everybody fed, keeping the lights on, and and so forth. So. So anyway, um, here on Finding Certainty, we we bring guests on from a variety of different backgrounds who really are fulfilling our mantra, our, our platform, if you will, of creating more certainty in the lives of their clients, their friends and family, and the communities in which they reside. And that's why Wynn's here, because she's doing exactly that through their investment group. And I thought you all would be very interested in hearing from her. Now, we... Um, we typically mention a couple of reasons why we've invited her to be on. And the first is exactly that. It's that she is, she is a phenomenal story of, a, um, of an American success story of a, an immigrant family who relocated here from Vietnam. And we're going to talk a little bit about that story because it's, it's extraordinary. And then has, has built uh, up from the ground up a very successful multi-million dollar uh, business. And I think she can teach us lessons that everyone on this call can learn from. Secondly, Wynn travels all over the country speaking about what she does. She's a very accomplished uh, entrepreneur and speaker. And she can teach some lessons, uh, not only of how they've created their success story, but also how to create a successful life. Uh, she has some insights that I think you'll really enjoy everybody they can benefit you and your personal life, your business, your professional life, whether you're a for-profit and non-profit. Just um, some really, uh, really fascinating insights that I think all of us can benefit from. So, so Wynn, thank you again for thank you for being here. That's my my uh, pleasure. 
And I'm excited <laughs> too. Yes. Yeah, that's my two bits on why Win Win is here, and you say her name just like a win, like a window, um, like a door and window. And uh, if if you don't mind, why don't we start out by by talking a little bit about your backstory? Uh, you know, you came here from Vietnam when you were ten years old, uh, escaped the Vietnam War. Uh, your dad fought for the Democratic Army, right? Was fighting yes. communists, and so. Yeah, it did not make him popular when the war was over. And they, I mean, they suppressed uh, anyone who had been on that side of the fence. And I mean, didn't your, wasn't your dad even in a concentration camp for a while and, or at least a prison yes. war camp? Yes, he was. Yes. And um, so uh, I, I was born in Vietnam and exactly what Patrick was saying. My dad was the veteran in the Democratic um, um, Army. And of course, in the fall of Saigon, we lost. And of course, whoever's in the army, they will, the communists were suppressed by that. So when I was born, um, my dad was in a concentration camp. Um, and then after that, I mean, we were born into poverty. And my parents, um, they saying, what can they do? But they need to take massive risk in order for, you know, their children um, to have a better world. So, and this churn journey, you, many of you guys may have heard like the Vietnamese immigrant, the both people, we went through all that and thousands of people died, but we were very, uh, the, the, you know, the lucky ones that actually able to escape. And, you know, there were many times that my parents trying to escape, maybe, you know, 20 plus sometime, they will always get caught. And then when you get caught, you coming back with the, uh, they're going to put you in prison and then they come right. you out. So we were the, among the lucky one after, I don't know how many trial. Um, so we came to America from the, um, and thank you to the, you know, this is the land of opportunity and thank you to America and, you know, open arms to welcome us in here. Right. Yep. You went to the Philippines at first, right? You were in the Philippines for two years before you finally had an opportunity to come to the U.S. Yes. And um, do you have memories of the Philippines at all? I mean, you were 10. When you got here, right? Not as much. Um not that much as all, but I know I don't remember much in the Philippines. But what I remember when I first came here was I didn't even know any English because we part of the in the village ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there were, you know, not talking about learning about English, but just trying to survive. There were many days that we did not have any food. Um, so when we came to America, I remember exactly. It's like they told me not to eat too much or else you can like almost because for us, food is like heaven, right? Um, and, and not knowing any English as well. Um, so even the, the, the word hello, I didn't even know. So I know what I remember exactly when I came here, I think um, they put me into fifth grade and the, the teacher thought I was deaf for the first whole week because, wow. you know, my name is not a very easy name to pronounce. It's a Hoen and Du or something. And then so I didn't register that was my name. And secondly, um, my vision, and you know, at that time when you pull, you don't have, you know, glasses, right? So when she speak, you know, when the, I remember her very vividly, her name is Mrs. Brown. She called me for the whole entire week. I didn't respond. So they gave me, you know, they brought me into the nurse to say, check her out because she has a hearing problem or something um, just because of that whole story. You know, didn't know the one word of English. She didn't even very completely shy, just the cold culture shock as well. I but um, we just have to overcome that. And, um, this has always been a grateful um, journey that I have been going through. Yep. Right. 
You know, it's interesting because I have a sort of a similar experience. It's not nearly as as dramatic as yours, but when I was five, uh, my parents moved to New Zealand, and it was culture shock. Right? They mm-hmm. at least they spoke English, <laughs> so I understand <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a different accent. But I, you know, but at least I understood what they were saying. But I was still petrified. Right? As a little kid, my first day in school. In fact, my parents tell this funny story of sending me to school with blue jeans and cowboy boots on and my little shirt and my backpack. And I got sent home that day with a note pinned to my shirt that said, please refrain from sending your son with blue jeans and cowboy boots. He should wear shorts and sandals to school here. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, wow. You know, I was so little and, but I, I remember the same thing the whole day, not saying anything because I was so nervous and I can't even imagine doing that in a language you don't understand as well. No, I cannot, yes. And, um, but because of that, it just show, uh, you know, it teach a lot of life lesson very early age as well. Absolutely. And, and secondly, you know, when we came to America, it's not just, you know, now is American a land of opportunity. It's now, you know, American dream. Now you're living in a very nice place as well. We're living in a, you know, house, um, uh, uh, government housing and then food stamps. So, very, you know, in Houston. So whenever we landed, um, we've been living in Houston ever since. But those apartments, I would say, is the one of the highest crime in Houston. And uh, um, and what I also share with those is we even, we got robbed, like, into our house twice, right? And we didn't have anything, but we, you know, people still come and rob us. And then one point, they took everything, including my candies, at that time, you know, wow. and um, I think two days later, you know, I was running outside as a young kid and probably like 12 or 13 year old at that time after two or three years in America. We, I was playing with, um, you know, another, you know, young kid, like two or three years old, my, mm-hmm. na- my next door neighbor. And, I was, and then he was eating one of this, my favorite candy. And I was like, oh, hey, how do you eat that? And, you know, I didn't know you like that candy as well. I like it, too. And he was like, oh, I got it from your house. And I was like, how? How do you get it from my house? That was, you know, after two days after we got robbed. He was like, oh, my, my whole family came to your house and moved all the stuff. And I saw this jar of candy and I took it as well. Yeah, just to show you, it was just, oh it was, gosh. you know, living in also constant fear as well. Yeah. And um, right, when right. we, it was um, the whole yard thing. Yeah. So, so when you came to the States, I think there's, there's a, a lot of different opinions about immigration, and obviously there's divided uh, viewpoints and so forth, but I've always been of the ilk that this is the land of opportunity. This is a melting pot. You know, this is a, it's the greatest nation on earth. And yet so many of us who haven't gone through that experience, I don't think they truly comprehend what it feels like to, to be in America even in the worst neighborhood, even with crime around you? I mean, how did it feel being in the land of opportunity, even as a child? Yes. Um, even I know as so many people saying, you know, this in United States is one of the worst countries. They can take advantage as much, but you can see why all the immigrants are pouring in here. Because to us, even if the worst crime in the neighborhood, we got robbed, but we know there's still opportunity. And right. that is the key thing is because other country, even if you can live, I mean, there's, there's no, oppo- there's no tomorrow. Let's just put it that way. 
But here, you can, it's, it's the decision that you make. And this is where I uh, truly appreciate, uh, you know, democracy is, it's a decision. You have that freedom. Either you can live in fear, either you can make a decision not to go to work or stay at home all the time and continue what you want to do, or you can make a decision to say, I need to break away from this cycle. I need to think about the future. And that's where I truly appreciate, you know, with gratitude of this, you know, the whole the United States, because my parents, they can also make a decision, say, okay, we can, we left the country, you know, Vietnam to escape. And then now we live in poverty uh, again, you know, where, you know, people discriminate against us, robbing us. And there was one time we even got gunpoint, but we say, no, this is still a better land because of that democracy and that decision. And, um, so I just want to share with you, I, you know, with, with that immigrants, I, you know, because the people that are already making that decision to leave their homeland to find a better opportunity, they are already here. Uh, and that's just where they, that's all about the decision, what they want to make and the choice in their life. Right. And obviously we hear horror stories of people coming to the country with malintent and they're bringing crime and so forth. But I really think that those are the exception to the rule. They might get a lot of press in the news, mm-hmm. but I believe the vast majority of people coming here are coming here like your family did because they want, they want to make a life for themselves. They want to make something better. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you talk about opportunity because in many countries, it is just about survival. You said there's no tomorrow, right? You're just trying to get through today. You can't even look forward to a brighter day in the future, but here, you know, opportunity is all around us. We can make of it what we want, which you've obviously done. And so a really interesting conversation. I mean, we could have a whole show just on that one topic, right? (laughs) Exactly. I'm truly passionate about it because this is the land of opportunity. Yes. And you got to seize the land of opportunity. Don't be fear by it. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't be afraid of it. You know, you, uh, whether and 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 to be true, whether you're an immigrant or whether you grew up here, exactly. Right? The question is, what do you do with it? Because th- there's two different mindsets, right? There's the abundance mindset and the scarcity mindset. Exactly. A scarcity mindset says there's only so much to go around. If we cut this pie in half, we're only going to get a certain piece. But if you truly understand the limitless opportunity here and the abundant, you have that abundance mindset. It's like love, right? It's like when we have a child, we don't divide our love between our children and have less for this child number two and less for child number three. You know, I have five children. I'm speaking from experience, right? Yeah. You love that next child as much, if not even more than the first one. And you get better and better at parenting them. And so it's this, you know, parenthood is a great example, I think, of abundance and love for um, for those children is is another example but again it comes down to what you do with it right you can be a good parent or a bad parent you can you can uh, take advantage of that or waste that opportunity or you can truly amplify it and make it into just a exactly i i really want to echo that is you know do do what you actually have i mean many of us have patience right many of us has perseverance we I mean, it's not about what you, how many, how much you have. It's not how much money you have, but it's what actually what you have, right? You can have, and then, you know, some people may not have patience, but you have patience, you have love, you have kindness. 
And this is where, like you mentioned, is where we want to make an impact life and making the world better is on what you have. And, and that is very important to me. It's not how much you have. And because the world, we, we, anyone has their own skill set, but you have to, to work on it. You have to share and willing to speak up and willing to, to use what you have there. Right. In order to make a, a, you know, not only your life, but life around you, like you're saying, you're using the parents of, of you know, your kids and people in your community. That, that's is, uh, very important. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to break here. We're up on our first break. And uh, if you're listening in, we're talking with Window, who's a partner in Drox Investment Group, very successful uh, real estate investment group out of Houston, Texas. So, Wynn, thanks for being here with us. We're going to go to break real quick, guys. We'll be right back and continue the conversation. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of her uh, her background and how she went from young child who had just immigrated here to the U.S., didn't speak any English, to uh, one of the worst neighborhoods in Houston, to one of the one of the most successful real estate investors in in the city, and um, lots more to come. So, we'll be right back, folks. Thanks. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. So you're back with uh, Finding Certainty, Patrick Lang, and Window, who's one of the partners in Drox Investment Group. So... Now you are you are partnered with your husband in Drops, right, Donnie? 
Yes. And uh, you two have been together how long now? About 15 years, is, if, I, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, uh, Donnie is my husband. We've been married for 15 years. We married in July 7, 2007. So this year is 15 years um, anniversary for us. Yes. And um, of course, um, you know, before we, we, we did not just, when we married, we started this investment group or your real estate, just to give you a little background about that, Patrick. So I'm a chemical engineer. Uh, graduate from University of Houston, as you don't know, um, just always been in Houston. I love, I mean, I consider myself a Houstonian. And that's why I met Donnie as well. We are both um, U of H alumni. Um, so he's an accountant and I'm an engineer. A lot of, you know, um, so we've been working for last, uh, in corporate world for the last 15 years. And it's, um, but real estate was always in my, uh, you know, I'm really truly passionate about it. So even though as a chemical engineer, I work in the corporate America. Um, so Don and I, myself, I'm also a realtor, got my license 15 years ago, and we always love passive income. It's not just starting when we, after we got married, but it's just a little side story. When we were in college together, we actually, you know, while we're dating, we say, like, okay, we need some more money, right, in order to go uh, movies, you know, food yeah, and yeah. college, right? You're co- sure. poor college students, but <laughs> we just, um, you know, my parents, our parents like, you know, you need to focus in school and they don't want us to take a second job only during the summer like co-op. So we started an ATM business together and um, just a small ATM machine. This was back in 2001. I don't know how we did it, but we had an ATM and it's a good like $50 a week passive income. We just put some money in there and then, you know, ATM machine. We were the ATM machine. We just started off with $500, Donnie and myself. Um, but it was a good passive income during that time. We didn't think much about it, but it was just helping us out with our, um, you know, lunches, right? Um, so after we got married, I guess uh, we said, okay, we would like to continue having the passive income. Um, so we started having only single home family, you know, rental it out. Uh, we did Airbnb. And for the last 15 years, that's, you know, we grow our single home family alongside with our corporate world. You know, I've been working in the oil and gas industry. That's just the Houston known for, um, mm-hmm. for top Fortune 500 companies, you know, moving up my corporate ladders. Donnie uh, is an accountant. So he's also working uh, in corporate world and um, moving up his ladder. But we just, we saw that, you know what, and then we having two kids. Um, you have two daughters. And we were we are alcoholic and a workaholic, you know. Let's, I'm sorry, workaholic because it's just um, like I say. We we learn. We say, okay, we have to work um, in order to earn money for our kids, right? And our kids were there. Were like always one of those last kids in the daycare to be picked up six thirty. You know, sometime I have to rush out my meeting and just to be there at six thirty to pick up the kids. And it's just it got to the point that we saying. And, um, and I remember this, Donnie and I myself said, is this where we want our life to be, right? Our kid was always came home. We were very stressed out. It was like 7 p.m. by the time we get home. Dinner was not ready, right? That's when you start cooking dinners. And um, so we're like, okay, God give us the opportunity. Why are we, you know, we, we got burnout and we need to live life because we only have one life. And family is always the, the, the highest priority for us. If, if, we, if we're saying that, then we need to act on it. Um, so Donnie, we, uh, we decided that seven years ago that Donnie to, um, you know, quit his job 
in starting his own business. So I was, you know, still working my corporate world. Donnie started his business in a restaurant. So seven years ago, and we expanded to have three restaurants there. But, you know, with the mindset is we still working. Yes, he now he owns a business. He has a little bit more time, um, you know, to pick up the kids or watching the kids. But it's still you working for money. It's not truly passive or having your money work for you. And that was our goal is, you know, it's the self a realization is, it's the relationship with money. First, we all, a lot of us are fear of money. Seriously, we want to make money, but we fear, I mean, like, if the stock market go down, we just, we just somehow close our eye and just hoping, you know, wishing that, okay, it doesn't hurt our portfolio, right? And then the next day you open is all red. But that should not be the relationship like that with the money. You should make the money work for you. Um, so right. we went to, and, you know, we have, uh, many rental single home family, but we're saying we're still a landlord. How can we be passive? How can, because they still calling us to, um, you know, change the toilet, things like that. And this is when 2020, and this is the pivot moment where we say, what can we do in order to have more time? Because I was staying at home and I see, as, you know, it's just an eye opening for us to say, Life is more than this. Life is more than just working, you know, 40, 50 hours a day and coming home. So we went through this mentoring group, and this is how we learn about multifamily. And when it hits us, it's just so much benefit. It's not the main benefit is now it's a passive income that, you know, when, when we present it to other busy professional where they saying, uh, you want to make additional income, we're not telling them go and get a second job or go find another job, right? This is about making money work for you. And then secondly is, you know, this, I can share with you a lot more on the benefit side, but, that, but I will hold it off on, on why we're just so passionate about to educate more people and, you know, how multifamily has, has changed our life and also, um, you know, not just our life, but our whole family's life and others, how it impacts other lives as well. Right. Right. Well, you've, you've said a couple of things that jumped out at me. And one of those was that you asked yourself, is this the life we want to live? And I think that's a really important question for anyone, whether they're an entrepreneur, an employee, self-employed, uh, you know, for-profit, non-profit, it doesn't matter. But we need to continually ask ourselves, am I happy where I am? Is this the life I want to be living? And if not, what are we going to do about it, right? We need to keep looking at that. Now, you, you talked about how family is the most uh, the most important thing, the biggest priority for you. But then you asked yourself an honest question, which sometimes hard, is hard to do, right? You said, if family is truly our biggest priority, are we, are we, you know, do you see that evidenced in our life? Are we really living up to that and that you had to answer the answer no you know answer the question no right because your careers were so demanding you had the restaurants and you had all these other things now there's nothing wrong with working hard hard work is good for you i think it does the body good but i really like your question where you kept asking how do we make this passive because quality of life is usually not just about money but it's about time Right? It's exactly. about having that, that free time to spend with our, our loved ones and, and traveling and pursuits that are, are of interest to us. Um, we need to 
constantly ask ourselves, how can we create more quality of life, not just quantity? How can we create more time, not just money? Hopefully we can have both, right? I mean, anybody can go sit on a beach and, you know, quit their job and have plenty of time, but you got to have that balance between the two. And you've, you've done a good job of that. I, you know, just from our conversations, um, I think it's really interesting, you know? So you started out as a realtor. I love your ATM story because I was an entrepreneur even in college where I did side gigs and tried network marketing and tried other things, you know, trying to just supplement my income. But um, in your very first house, you said, was, was your own house that you purchased. And then you've started purchasing rentals. And then you're coming about about having to fix the toilets in the middle of the night and so forth and so on. I can totally resonate there. I've been there before. Um, and so how did you transition? And I, I guess when we're talking about passive income, how is it different today? What do you do today that has created that passive income for you? You talk about multi, uh, you know, multifamily properties, but I know there's more to it. You also have property managers that manage those properties, right? You have an investment pool of, that you're helping other investors to, to follow in your footsteps and do that. But let's, let's jump into that a little bit before our next break. You know, how has it evolved, I guess, is my question. You know, where, did you, where are you at today and how did you get there? Okay, great. Thank you, Patrick. So um, just high level today. Um, it's been two years, wonderful years, journey. For, but we went through, you know, a couple single home family to five or six. And then now we have 2,000 units in the Texas area. And the value is over $280 million in assets value. Incredible. So <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, if you talk to me three years ago, I would not going to um, say are you yeah, crazy, Wen? Right? <laughs> yeah, you cannot it, right? believe it. But I truly passionate about it because we find um, <clears throat> it was very scary, and I just you know it's not an easy journey because we're saying how can because when you're looking at apartments, right? We've been always driving by by and dying myself. We're like, who actually owned those apartments? We're always thinking like institutional black rocks. How can us normal people own them? And when we do, went through this mentoring group, that's how we learned is it's actually syndication. Syndication is just another way of all the investors pull in their money together to buy a, a, a project. And then here is a real estate. And this syndication is actually not new. You know, Christopher Columbus, you know, his voyage is a syndicator. Syndication, right? He got from many um, very uh, wealthy um, individuals and funded him, right? The Empire mm -hmm. State Buildings was syndication. I'm just throwing things out there. So here right. is what we find is um, where busy professional like, like us, we put it ourselves to saying, we, um, you know, we want to invest in real, stock, uh, real estate. We want to be passive because, you know, many busy professionals, they, they know what, you know, they are successful in their own field but they want to have that additional passive income. So for example, if someone that has, you know, $100,000, that's, you know, that's not their emergency money, but they've been investing in stocks, but they just don't want to be in stocks, something in real hard asset and know exactly where that apartment is at, not, you know, REIT. We providing that opportunity. And from that opportunity, um, they, you know, is, there's a four main benefits. That's why Donnie and myself, 
truly love about it is he's an accountant by background, and we've been working, and we say paying so much taxes. And I was sharing you this earlier before the the show, Patrick. We just right. you know we just finished our filing our tax in twenty twenty one. You know we paid close to zero in taxes uh, because of real estate. It's a tax saving benefit, uh, guys, uh, and it's true for us. We we thought. You know, how can we legally not paying taxes? Um, so real estate for giving you that bonus depreciation. Um, and then secondly is, is you know, high, high returns, um, leverage, because you can leverage on each other so that you can buy economy of scale. And where we love about is why it's passive is because now it's an economy of scale. It's 100 units, right? 200 units, 300 units. We own a... Um, no, we work with a property management where they manage the whole entire uh, complex for us. So the, the tenant doesn't call me, right? The tenant doesn't call Donnie to say, oh, um, my AC is brick. But we have a property management that manages everything for us. We have a CPA because of all the economy of scale now. We actually more, uh, more freely uh, to, and I have already, um, you know, taking a pause on my W-2 jobs not working there and then spending more time with my family, not only my kids, but also my mom, because she's also uh, not doing well right now in, in her ill. So because of this multifamily, it provides me income. You know, we have a quality distributions that we have in. And secondly, still get income and, and providing that, imp- um, you know, in to uh, money return back to our investors. But not only that, Patrick, Second thing is about the community that we provide impact. We right, how right. we dis- different from our um, our um, institution is we the owners now. We 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 help manage that, and we providing a better community by you know providing like for example uh, because if the tenant when they live in the community when it's clean and they feel safe, it's happier. It's impacting that family, because we know right, it. Right. I mean, I used to live in a very you know, not very unsanitary apartments. And I was like, why is the landlord not doing any of that? But, you know, we didn't know, but we providing, so when we provide a happier, safe environment for our tenants, it's, you know, it's a win-win. They, they, they have a happier life and then their family. And this, you know, all boil down to family. If we can provide anything back to them as, you know, having um, school, then, then, um, then it's a win for the investors and a win for the tenants. Right. Well, again, you you you're throwing a lot at us, window uh, <laughs> or win. I. Uh, that is my name, window. <laughs> window to the opportunity. <laughs> yes. You know, I I love what I love your comment on syndication. We are coming up on our next break, but syndication is really just partnership. It's working together. It's leveraging our abilities. We do that as a cost reduction firm. We're able to come in and lower costs for clients because we know what to look for. We know who to go to and how to ask for it. But one of the biggest pieces is we have the collective buying power of all of our clients, right? Some of whom are public companies and large uh, universities and, you know, cities and so forth. Together, we just can do more. And so I want to come back and talk a little bit more about that, but we are going to go to break um, let's continue the conversation. We're talking to, to Win Doe, one of the partners in Drox Investment Group, a real estate investment group in Houston, Texas, 
with hundreds of millions of dollars of, of properties at over 2,000 units. That's incredible. Uh, so we'll, we'll be right back, guys. We've got a few more minutes left in the show here, but hang tight and we'll continue the conversation. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. You're back with Finding Certainty. I'm your host, Patrick Lang. We're speaking with Win Doe, who is one of the two founders and partners of Drox Investment Group. Uh, Win, thanks again for being with us. I know you have multiple investors in your group. Are you and Donnie the only two owners of the group or are there others as well? Um, so we are part of a syndication. So a syndication for every project, um, we bring in investors. And investors are co-owners into the projects as well. So depending on the varying size, our strategy is when we have, uh, you know, typically it's 100 unit plus. So it may be like $25 million or more. Then, you know, depending on that size of the projects, 
and various um, amount of investors. An investor is, or they are co-owners of okay. um, the apartments. So, you know, you talked about the type of investors you, you typically are working with. And I think there's millions of bankers and lawyers and doctors and accountants and others that are out there. And you're absolutely right. They're busy. They're busy with their profession, their practice, you know, or their, their, their business. And yet so many of them want to diversify, right? They want to do exactly what you've done. They want to develop passive income. I'm, I'm one of those who would love to have, I'm a big believer in multiple streams of income. And so a couple quick questions. What's the minimum investments for someone to participate in one of your projects? And uh, what's the kind of ROI do you expect? Do you have a three-year plan, five-year plan? What, what, what's the uh, expectation there? Okay. So the minimum investment that uh, typically our project is $75,000. And I say this to everyone. Um, when you invest in something, even in stocks or in you know, real estate, that should not be your emergency money. Because your emergency money should be the, your emergency, right? That's why we call emergency. For investment is the, the money that you will not going to you know, need it for doing emergency. So our projects, you know, real estate is you, know, you don't get rich you know, fast, right? Not next month, not next year. So real estate is when you buy, you hold. Uh, typically, our, the project's hold is around five years. And we see that is because we can, based on the exit strategy, you know, our return is high return. The returns all vary. But once we meet that returns um, that we projected, we can sell in two years, right? Or three years, or we will hold it until if the market is, you know, down, then we're not going to hold a uh, sale for three or uh, five years, right? We may hold to six or seven years. So when you do any investment, uh, the key thing is talk to the sponsors, understand the, the project life cycle, and then, um, and then see if it actually meets your financial um, goals. Absolutely. You know, I've done a little bit of real estate investing in the past, nothing like what you have, but obviously some of the wealthiest people in the world have built their portfolios, their, their, um, really their net worth with real estate. You know, I think the top, uh, the top investors from the Rockefellers on, on, on to today, right? They all had holdings in real estate. It's one of the most secure investments, right? Yeah. And I love the fact, I want to just address in a, a little bit more deeper how, what you, you were saying about community. Because there are slumlords out there, right? Who don't care about the quality of the place their people are living in. And you can't get your landlord to come fix your air conditioning or your, or your hot water or something to save your life. But it's so refreshing to hear you talk about giving families a secure and a safe and a healthy home. And I'm not surprised you're doing well. Because when you put good out there into the universe, it comes back to you tenfold, Right. And you're coming from from experience, you know. You're you you lived in a, a place places like that where the ceiling was dripping and there were cockroaches and you know who knows what else. But so you're you're you know you you don't want others to have to experience that. And I think that it speaks speaks volumes, Win, about how you how you approach your business, and I think one of the reasons why it's going so well. Uh, any insights on that on that topic? Yes, is um, you know basically do what you love, and for us, for me, is 
and Donnie, when we came to America, we, we know we have already experienced it. And it just hurt us to actually see, you know, other experience as well. So we would do what our utmost, what we can in order to help people, the community that doesn't have to suffer or went through the way we went through. And, and same to you, like Patrick, right? You went through and that's how, that's how I love your vision of finding certainty is because now you're helping, uh, you know, profit and nonprofit organization together in order to make that. And that's, that's why I'm so happy to be on this show because I love that mission of yours, Patrick. But because you, you went through it, right, and you, you want to help and you, you truly want to do that. Um, so same what we do is in, in order for us to, um, because when we go into those community, we want to, you know, we, we talk to the tenant. We ask them, how can we make this a better place for you? How can we make this a better place for you and your family? So you can be feeling happier to safe here and always get those feedback from the tenant in order to improve our, our strategy and improve their life. Right. Yeah. It's probably the first time they've been asked that question. They're probably <laughs> surprised when you do, right? What's- yes, they were. They're like, what? You guys asked our feedback, <laughs> not telling us you're always paying rent. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, you know, I love that because, and, and I'm sure it, what it makes for is really loyal tenants and tenants who really care. They try to pay their rent on time. Sure, they, there's always going to be issues where someone loses their job or something like that. But, you know, when you take care of people, whether they're your investors, your tenants, your, your employees, mm-hmm. it comes back to you. You know, people remember that and it creates loyalty. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, right? Everybody knows this, but... I think sometimes we forget the value of going that extra mile. Yes. It doesn't take a lot, right? I, I remember we were in New Orleans once. We were getting ready to go on a cruise. And um, I'd won a, a sales trip, right, from one of my jobs. And, and we, got into, we got into New Orleans early, and we were hungry. I mean, I think our red eye flag got there about 5 in the morning or something. And we went to this little pancake house that was packed. And there was another one down the street that was not so busy. And we thought, well, we got time. Let's go to the one that's busy. They probably have better food. <laughs> and, uh, and so we stood in line for a while, finally sat down. And we met the owner who was, I forget his name, but he was so gregarious and just outgoing. He talked to us, asked us where we're from and everything. And I said, well, it's clear why he's doing well, because he's just awesome. But I also asked him, I said, do you mind if I ask why your, uh, your restaurant is so much busier than the one down the street, two or three blocks? Because you look like you're about the same thing. We even looked at the menus. They were almost identical. And he looks all conspiratorial and he looks around and he says, if I tell you, will you keep it to you, yourself? <laughs> I said, that's okay. I'm getting on a cruise in, in two hours. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. And he leans in and he says, it's the third egg. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I know what's that? We go, he goes, we give three eggs, hash browns and bacon, and they only do two eggs, hash browns. <laughs> and I've always remembered the, th- the third egg story, right? Because it doesn't take, it doesn't even take big things. Now, I'm sure it was more than that. I mean, he was a big part of it. He made people feel welcome. He was friendly. You know, it's just it was a joy to be with. But, but, you know, it's a good example of, um, for years, I've taught my salespeople this, you know, I'd write the word W0W or W-O-W on the wall or on the board and say, how do we wow our customers, 
right? How do we wow them? Mm. And I'd flip it over and write W-O-M and say, how do we get word of, you know, word of mouth business? How do we get more referrals? Well, we do it by wowing our customers. And I'd always share with them that third egg story because (laughs) it doesn't take a lot. People are expecting you to disappoint them. They're expecting you to not give anything special. And when you do, you absolutely stand out. So, so kudos, Win, for how you're doing that. That's, that's really cool. Yes. Okay. So in, in the last few minutes here, I'd love to have you share any lessons that you've learned because, you know, to have 2000 plus um, units and growing $280 million investment, that is nothing to sneeze at. You know, to be caring for the communities that you're doing, that is such an, it's, it's really impressive. And I, my hat is off to you. But what, less, what lessons have you learned in the process? Anything else yes. you want to share? Um, there are many lessons, but uh, with time, let's focus on with any type of um, investment, right? Or, or you want to work with any company is know who you trust. It's, it's a very key important. And, you know, looking at that, you know, that, that company, what are their vision and what's their mission? And, you know, same, same like Patrick, is you, you want to work with the people, also an expert. You know, Patrick, his finding um, certainty management group is the expert in his field. So you want to work with his company, right? So you, it's all about the sponsor, the leadership. So my, because I see any risk, in, investment we always have risk. But what's the highest risk? I mean, this is real estate. The location will be there, right? It's the sponsor. Know the sponsors and see what what do uh, are you uh, you know you as investor do you align with the mission vision? So that's the first um, learning I I see. Um, I want to share. And then second learning is like I say, you know, do what you have. You you don't need to go and and be thinking that. You need to be, you know, getting a PhD or, or you know, um, have, have how much money you have. But, you know, just start with what you have right now, wherever you are in your life right now, and start serving. Because everyone, I mean, people need your help, but it's about you to taking willing to um, open up and use what you have in order to provide that, that impact. So, and last thing I would like to share is about, you know, you only have one life. So live your life to the fullest. And how to do that is you have to take some time, take a step back and reflect and say, what is the most important to you? And then saying, are you actually every day, are you living in order to fulfill that, that, you know, to support the most important thing in your life? Because it's easy to say, but what about your action? Does it really um, show it? Right. Right. I couldn't agree more. You know, we, uh, as, intra- as entrepreneurs or as just as employees and managers and parents, you know, we, we have to step back. We sometimes have to just separate ourselves a little bit from the chaos and the, and the hustle and bustle. If it means going on a walk, if it means going on a drive, but get away where you can think and then ask yourself those important questions. Am I happy? What would I change? How would I do that? I mean, I've always taught one of the most important questions we could ask is what else can I do? And sometimes that's, I need help. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not, uh, 
being a victim to ask for help or uh, you, you know, you're a great example of this. You guys came to the United States and you could have been victims and just stayed in the system and lived off food stamps forever and been, you know, and uh, survived by welfare. And you said, no, that's not sufficient for us. We want more. What else can we do? And so you have to keep asking that, that question. And I love what you said about serving others when, because so often we think, what's in it for me? How can I make money, right? And yet any smart investor, any wise business owner has learned the value of serving others first. And when you do that, it comes back to you a thousandfold, right? Exactly. Um, just last week, we, I talked, I've talked about this, but we were invited to come out to Liberty University and speak to this big uh, CEO summit, about 2,500 CEOs. And I was asked to speak on our topic, which we refer to as profit with purpose. And I talked about how when we made the decision to pivot and do more than just make income, but try to make a difference, and we started to use our expertise to help nonprofits raise money, everything changed, right? We started seeing doors and windows open. We were invited to events and invited to speak and met people like you and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But that was with the turning point for us. And I believe, I do believe that it is a almost a karmic event where good things happen. When you try to do good, good follows. You're a great example of that win. Thank you. Thank you. Any, uh, any last, uh, anything um, just in closing you'd like to share? And then also, if you would share, share how people can get a hold of you if they're interested in diversifying earning some of that passive income that I think we'd all love to, to enjoy. Good. Thank you so much, Patrick, for having me today on the call, on the podcast. And of course, if you want to reach out to me just to want to learn more about real estate investing on how to learn passive income, because our deal is not always you know, there. We, we're very selective in our deals. And if you want to be on the um, email list, reach us out at uh, Drox, D-R-O-X Investment Group. Uh, again, Drox, D-R-O-X Investment Group dot com and sign up on our contact list to be, you know, receiving our upcoming uh, investment. And again, thank you so much, Patrick. You're most welcome. And just we didn't talk about this earlier, but Drox is actually a blend of dragon and ox, right? It's from the, uh, uh, the it, Zodiac. It, it's from the Zodiac, but wasn't it of one my of the children kids. that came up with it? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes, they say one is fire, you know, strong, and ox is actually very hardworking. Dragon is more mindset. So, I mean, our kid, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old came up with a name, and apartments are our baby. So, they name it, and they, we accept it. That's, uh, that's fantastic. I love the name. Appreciate you, Win. Thanks for being on the show and uh, for everything you've shared. You're very inspiring. Um, it's my pleasure to know you. And everybody, again, if, you, uh, if you'd like to know more, please reach out to, to Win and Donnie. Learn how you can be a part of this. They'd, they'd be happy to answer your questions. Uh, coming up on our next show, we've got a fantastic guest. We're, uh, we're very excited to hear from uh, a, a good friend of mine who is... Um, he is one of the most, um, well, they are one of the most impressive couples I've met. They own a company called Destiny 508, Todd and Tamara. They will help you set up your nonprofit, your, whether it's a church or something else. But they'll, 
I'll show you how to do that. If you too want to give back, if you would like to have more purpose in your own life, listen into our show next Friday. Um, and Todd and Tamara can tell you how to do that. And it'll be a fun conversation. So thanks again, everybody. Gwen, we appreciate you. Keep My pleasure. My pleasure, Patrick. Thanks. All right. Bye for now, guys. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.